welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-wayfaring Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a good pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Wayfaring? Is that yeah, the Wayfarers are the classic style. That's my favorite board game, the Wayfarers. The I don't way- know. It's, I thought it was like a <laughs> form of settlers or something. The settlers of Wayfair? <laughs> What's going on, Louis? Happy uh, belated 4th of July. We yes. are recording this on the 4th of July. Yep. And uh, what are you doing to celebrate America? I'm working at the Sonora County Fair. It's our final day here. Uh, It's very America here. Is it really? In what way? Uh, Lots of flags. Oh, yeah. Tons of flags. That's so American. (laughs) (laughs) They're all Russian flags. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, nice. So Sonora is cool. That is the birthplace of my father. So, uh, that's pretty Uh, exciting. I poured some out of my 40 for him. Uh, Oh, you did. Well, he's still alive. I don't, and he doesn't drink. So I don't know if that's a touching (laughs) tribute or not. Now Sonora, last time I was here in 2019, there's a coffee shop that had a hatch on the floor that led to the underground city that's abandoned. Uh huh. And I went down a little bit last time. So I was super excited to go back and, uh, explore the underground city. And? The hatch is padlocked shut. Oh, man. Did yeah. you get in touch with the owner and say, hey, last time I kind of went in and like, I need to go all the way in? I tipped you $3 <laughs> for a cup of coffee because I was going to be in your bathroom for a half an hour. Oh, you so you snuck down there. Yeah. Okay. So when you came out, there's like a line of people and you're like, I wouldn't. that. <laughs> yeah. So the, fir- the, the first time that I luckily no one really, I don't think anyone knocked on the door. But this year it wasn't an option because it was padlocked. Gotcha. Probably because people like yourself were sneaking down and doing mischievous things. Or someone came up. Oh, yeah. Right. From the underworld. Someone who's been living down there for decades. (laughs) Exactly. Gollum comes up. My precious. Like, what's the deal? My business was thriving. I haven't seen anybody down here in 45 years. (laughs) Lock the door to my business. So what have you been up to? Aren't you going on vacation? We're going to Florida in the middle of the summer because, uh, you know, that's what you do. And yeah, it's exciting. Well, we were going to go to Disney World, but for some reason we decided against it because I think it was pretty expensive. And so, mm-hmm. um, so we're just going to Florida. We're doing the family family thing. Uh, Erica's family's doing a big uh, get together out there, Ooh. and uh, even they all live in Dallas. All mm-hmm. of them, but they're all going to Florida, and so we're going to go out there and meet them in Florida. Oh yeah, because now you're not cutting your hair till till at least after this. Yes, correct. And uh, we don't have a picture of my hair, but it is quite crazy, and I'm keeping it long so that I can annoy Erica's stepmother. You look like a wavy-haired brunette carrot top. Oh, that's sweet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and in this he point, ha- doesn't he have curly hair? Yeah, you're yeah. wavy. Oh, I got the wavy hair. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I think that's a, that's worthwhile to keep look like this just for, you know, to annoy the hell out of somebody, you know, for spite. <laughs> it's, it's worth brushing your hair a hundred <laughs> strokes a day. 
<laughs> yeah, things are good, man. We uh, just re- relaxing you know, out on the farm. We had to, have been having people over every week and uh, got a new horse. So Ooh. yeah, things are things are What's exciting. What's the horse's name? Sabel. Uh, Glue Factory is a better name. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's her middle name. So, <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I've been doing is actively getting pissed at you for not stopping in Eugene when you <laughs> drive by. All right, so I'm driving 14 hours. I don't want to make it 16 hours by stopping and seeing your good friend that you never see. Yeah, it's that's you know. I think I never, the, the listeners can, will be on my side. When you was can, the last time I saw you? <laughs> we spent two days ago. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We spent three days in a hotel room. We went from seeing each other every day to once every month. And now yeah, and now you're just like, you know. You should have come and hung out with me in Sonora. I, I didn't know I was allowed to. You were invited. I sent you an invitation. <laughs> you did. It, it's <laughs> in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I RSVP'd back. Did you not get it? <laughs> I did, but you checked the no box. <laughs> All right, let's get to some stories. Let's do it. to some weird news. This story comes from one of our favorite places to get our news from, UPI.com. That's a news source more reliable than a drug-sniffing dog with a sinus infection. You don't think they could pull it off, man? No, it, it can't smell. You, you keep shooting the the flow, flow nase up the Yeah, the nas- nasal spray. <laughs> get the neti pot going. <laughs> the dog's hooked on nasal spray. <laughs> and... I gotta get a yeah, I gotta get a thing of distilled water so I can neti pot my dog. <laughs> so I can smell today. some weed. Story goes Chinese police academy auctioning off dogs too friendly for law enforcement. This headline set is wacky enough to be from one of the police academy movies. Do you think so? Yeah, they have a scene where they're where Michael Winslow is auctioning off the dogs. <laughs> And this is a pretty short story, but it is still pretty cool. A police academy in China announced it is holding an auction to find new homes for 54 dogs that flunked out of the program by being too gentle for a career in law enforcement. Apparently, the Chinese police academy is harder to get into than Harvard. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, these dogs, this dog can do Morse code. It can give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And it can and it can roll over. It speaks six languages. It speaks every dialect of, of Chinese. They're like, the dogs are too gentle for China, but they're perfect for the Canadian police. <laughs> they're too gentle for career law enforcement, and they're not tender enough to sell at market. <laughs> Why wouldn't China just sell them at the, like... Like the youth charity auction. What do you mean? For meat. For meat. A youth charity auction? Oh, you mean like a 4-H or something? Yeah. Some kid spent time raising it from a puppy. (laughs) Because they've put too much time into training these bad boys. I think you would send a clear message to all the other ones of like, you're going into the dim sum factory if you... uh, if you fail, <laughs> if you fail, it's all bad. That's why China is so much more advanced than us. 
If you get an F, it is the meat factory for you. That's the same thing that happens with kids who make iPhones, too. Meat factory. <laughs> the Criminal Investigation Police University of China in northeastern Liaoning province announced the dogs primarily German Shepherds, Dutch Shepherd hybrids, and Belgian Malinois would be auctioned July 7th. I'm surprised that China hasn't bred their own kind of dog. Now, if you're into the deep conspiracy stuff, China has, like, dog people they're making in laboratories. Oh, really? It is interesting that they did get rid of only dogs that have a different country in front of their names. Yeah. <laughs> European dogs are The out. German Shepherds, Dutch she Shepherd, Belgian. Out of here. We're not down with them. We do like a nice Shih Tzu, though. <laughs> the school said the canines were rejected from the police dog training program for reasons including timid personalities, physical weakness or frailty, failure to follow instructions and refusing to bite when prompted or for liking tweets from the Hong Kong free press. <laughs> uh, refusing to bite when prompted. Like, what is that about? Well, that's the, I think that's the main thing a police dog does besides smell stuff, right? Uh, well, they do different things. There's, there's sniffing dogs. Yep. And then there's like, you know, the canine dogs that attack, they're attack dogs, right? I don't think but that I they're think, both. I think if you had like a chill dog, it would diffuse a lot of stuff. You're like, hey, there's a hostage situation. Send in the puppies. <laughs> Each dog starts at about $30 with bids increasing by $7.70 until the auction ends. The school said buyers must sign an agreement to follow government regulations for the proper care of the canines, which the new owners will be prohibited from reselling or otherwise rehoming. That's a bunch of bunk. Cause what if it's not, not a good fit for where they go? Yeah. Like, you can't just do what the government did. You can't just re-auction off your. <laughs> what well, is a little weird. It's like, what happens if you move, you can't take the dog with you. Like that's a little bizarre, right? What They're also all... like, it can only have one male puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a little weird. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that dog if I couldn't do like, yeah, if it bit my kids. Well, I guess it wouldn't bite. It doesn't yeah, bite we, when prompted. We've established it doesn't bite. <laughs> yeah, I just if it did something weird, like you know, you should be able to give it away or sell it or you know, find it a new home that might it might be happier at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this, Louis? I think it's good they're not just putting them down. They're they're hopefully trying to find good homes for them. But I don't know if they should auction them off. I don't know. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Well, you're right. Maybe the Canadian police will buy them at a low rate. They're like, you already did the training. You already did the training, and they're the perfect temperament for our group. <laughs> the dog can bark sorry in Morse code. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yep. Weird news story number two. This story comes from NBCNews.com. That's a news source more reliable than the Bible tale of Jonah and the trout. <laughs> you don't think it started out as Jonah and the trout and then over all the revisions of the <laughs> so Bible? It's your classic fisherman story, right? The Wait, is Jonah was... and the whale a Bible story or is that like a... That's a Bible a... story. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. What, ha what happens in that one? I don't know. I think... The dude gets swallowed by a whale and like lives in the whale. He's like make it. He's got like a hibachi grill in there. Oh really? He's got a Mongolian <laughs> he's, grill. He's, he's got a Benny Hanna going. <laughs> he's got he's Captain made, Ahab in there with him. He's making the onion ring volcano. 
Story goes, commercial lobster diver survives terrifying moments inside whale's mouth. A commercial lobster diver cheated death after nearly being swallowed by a humpback whale off the coast of Cape Cod, Massachusetts, on Friday morning. I would, I'm kind of surprised this is news. Like, I would imagine it happens all the time. Wait, what? <laughs> Why would well, you I think mean, that? You're, swim- you're swimming with whales. They're going to they're gonna eat you up a little bit. No, that is not true. First humpback, of all... Humpback whales are the shark of the whale world. Oh, are they? <laughs> I thought that was the uh, killer whales. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bad rap. <laughs> Michael Packard survived a harrowing half minute inside the whale's mouth before the mighty ocean mammal spit me out, he wrote on a Provincetown community Facebook page. Luckily... His Apple Watch automatically records his exercise, like walking, biking, and being gummed by a whale. <laughs> I wonder, like, at what point the whale is like, ah, this is not krill. This tastes <laughs> a little like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what, is, what has this guy been eating that the whale thought he was krill? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. the worst thing, he was writing it on the local community Facebook page, right? Uh-huh. So basically, what this means is his life insurance premium is going to go crazy. Why is that? Because now he's like a got a crazy risk factor. Have you ever filled out the life insurance paperwork? Where yes, like, I have, and I've been denied. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think the humpback whale? They're like, okay, you're a lobster fisherman, which is already dangerous. B, you've been eaten by a humpback whale. Have you been eaten by it? You're saying that would be a question on the life insurance? It should be, I guess, in well, this, cause, cause in this they'll, place. It'll ask you what, if you've been hospitalized recently. He'll check yes, and they'll go, why? And you're like, I was eaten by a humpback whale. And the Facebook page, it is like blowing up. Like uh, It is the Provincetown community space, and there's 15,000 members. And his post has 5,000 likes, 500 comments, and over 11,000 shares. So almost every person on this page has shared it. Because <laughs> it's probably everyone knows everyone. Like, that's my cousin. A humpback whale tried to eat me, Packard 56 wrote. I was in his closed mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. I am very bruised up, but I have no broken bones. And the good news is, is I got the hardest Pokemon Go that is available. <laughs> I, got, I, I got whale at you. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got that geocache I had that had been eluding me my entire life. He took out a Pez dispenser from it. <laughs> In his post, he also thanked first responders from Provincetown for pulling him out of the water. The father of two boys, ages 12 and 16, returned home to his family Friday afternoon after being released from Cape Cod Hospital with a dislocated knee and soft tissue damage, Packard said. What is soft tissue damage? Like he went with a box of Kleenex diving. <laughs> He's like, I put it in a Ziploc bag and the darn humpback whale ripped it open. Well, it's not, it's not the deep tissue, you know, it's like <laughs> the stuff that uh, heals a little easier. Oh yeah. He told NBC boss and he was lobster diving in about 45 feet of water when he just felt this truck hit me and everything just went dark. Here's how, you know, lobster fishermen aren't the, the smartest cookies he's like i felt a truck hit me you're, you're in 45 feet of water it felt like a ups truck actually <laughs> have you ever been been hit by a truck in 45 feet of water exactly what it felt like he initially thought he had been attacked by a shark which is common in area waters but then realized he could not feel any teeth and he wasn't in any pain what was he doing to to, to the status check he's like okay wallet keys <laughs> phone Shark teeth. <laughs> yeah, like his, like, what, what is happening to me? I would be, like, trying to get out of whatever it is, not, like, 
Hey, what is this? <laughs> Let me turn the light on on my iPhone. <laughs> this appears to be Bailey. Let me post to the Provincetown Community Facebook page. From you guys, you'll never guess where I'm posting from. <laughs> Can someone confirm that I'm inside a whale right now? <laughs> and then I said, oh, my God, I'm in the mouth of a whale with its mouth shut, Packard told NBC Boston, adding that he struggled to find his breathing regulator while inside the whale's mouth. Am I just going to run out of air and suffocate? Is it going to swallow me? This is how you're going to go, Michael. This is how you're going to die in the mouth of a whale, Packard thought to himself. Luckily, he had a lobster in his hands and he just used it to tickle the whale's tongue and it pinched it. (laughs) Whale spit him out. Hey, you know, I didn't know this, but it makes clear from what he said that when you are faced with whale death, you speak in the third person. (laughs) This is how you're going to go, Michael. He had an out-of-body experience. (laughs) But the whale eventually surfaced, shook its head, and spit him out. I just got thrown out of his mouth into the water. There was just white water everywhere. Packard, who was initially rescued by his crewmate in the surface boat, said... I like how he thanks the first responders for pulling him out of the water, not his crewmates who actually pulled him out of the water. Right? Charles Stormy Mayo, a senior scientist and whale expert at the Center for Coastal Studies in Provincetown, told the Cape Cod Times that such human whale encounters are rare. Humpbacks are not aggressive, and Mayo thinks it was an accidental encounter while the whale was feeding on fish, likely sand lands. So I like how, how the, the article ends with the NBC peacock. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Louie? I like that that he lived to tell the tale. I, you know, but you don't got to post everything on social media. You got to keep some stuff for the insurance rate. I, I, I would post this on social media, and I think he just wanted to show off the lobster that he caught because the lobster that he's holding in the actual picture is massive. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you want lobster like this? <laughs> you got to go to the belly of the whale. He's holding the lobster up, and he's going, the whale is this big. <laughs> Yeah, good for this guy. Uh, you know, that's pretty rare. And, uh, you know, he's getting a lot of support from people. And, you know, he survived the mouth of a whale. Yeah. That and he, fa- he found the man that killed his father inside of it. <laughs> and he found the legend of Curly's gold. He found the Confederate gold inside there. He also found <laughs> He found uh, Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> yeah, that's where he is. <laughs> he's like, there's more change in here than my sofa cushions. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to check us out, you can do so on all the social network sites. And also, you can contribute to our program via Patreon. That's right. You go to the Odd and Offbeat website, hit the Patreon link, and you can help support us for as little as a few bucks a month. Absolutely. You might even get an invitation to come hang out with Louie in Sonora. <laughs> for less than the tip I left at, at the coffee shop to try and explore the underworld. You can support us. You can have such gripping tales. Like I almost went down into the underground city. <laughs> Sweet. We're going to find people. See you this week, Louie. So I'm just kicking it at home this week. Uh, but 
on the 11th of July uh, from 11 to 4 p.m. I'm having a magic garage sale. So Sweet. if you're a magician or want to uh, see what a magic garage sale looks like, come by, uh, shoot me a note, and I'll send you the details. Maybe I'll bring some stuff up that you can sell at your magic garage sale. Yeah. If you want to box some stuff up, you can meet me at the freeway and throw it in my car. Ah, there you go. That's there, and then I get to see Louie. Yes, yes, that might be worth it. So, where can they catch you? I am not doing a damn thing all week. I'm going to a baseball game on the seventh, but then on the eleventh, you can see a Skillology Workshop, which is a workshop that I do where I teach people unusual skills. I'm doing that for the Lincoln County Library which is in Lincoln City, Oregon. Ooh. So you can check that out. That is on the 11th through the 13th. And uh, if you want to learn some weird skills, check it out. I don't know exactly how it's all going to go down. I think it's on, going to be on YouTube for a couple days, maybe their website. Um, so check it out on their website, which is Lincoln County Library System in the Oregon coast dot org. <laughs> something like, something like that. <laughs> dot gov. <laughs> dot gov. Uh, yeah. So that will be the 11th through 13th. And uh, I teach some juggling, some balancing, some hat tricks, some coin snatching. I'll teach you how to, how to hack an NFT. He'll teach you how to, you know, it. how to escape from the underworld. Valuable stuff. <laughs> But that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Send us a message, info at oddandoffbeat.com. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.